Welcome to the third installment of Living from Heaven. And as you're getting used to, there's going to be some notes to start with before we actually get into the meat of this session. And this session, we're going to actually go into the temple to walk through the temple step by step and give you some ideas on how to do that, where to stop, and how to engage all the different parts of the temple. So before we get into the notes, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving me the moment and the time and the energy from you to receive these things. It's an honor and a privilege. And I want you to know that the thing that excites me is that when other people are going to be engaging the things that they wanted to. Now different people will be watching this for different reasons. Some want to see angels, some want to understand the courts more, some want to figure out their mountain and their gates on all those things. And again, just to reframe this, it's just some basic things that you're going to be engaging at different points. And these are just starting points for you on that. Some of these nuggets are not going to be for you in this time. They're for different people. So uh, some of these will land and some of them won't. But first off, I just want to say there's nothing wrong with you. So many people feel like I can't see, I can't hear, and there's something wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you, period. Your journey is different and unique, and so all the things that came before it were actually foundations for what you're going to need in the future, and they're going to be used. So, for instance, I used to have a house that had this amazing garden that the lady who owned it before me planted. And I loved it because right in the spring, certain things would come up, and then in the summer, and in the fall. And so I was always enjoying a different flower in a different season. And one of my favorite ones looked like a twig the entire season, and it was the last flower to bloom. And I loved it because I would say, oh, that looks like a weed, but it's going to be amazing. And it was huge. And so don't feel like, oh my gosh, everybody's bypassed me. No. No, that's not the truth. The truth is there's a timing and a gift that you have and it's going to be just right and it's going to be in sync with you and what heaven's aligning you for. Have some compassion on yourself. You've been building something that you didn't realize was a foundation and two of the biggest foundations for fruit of the spirit is the fourth one which is patience and the last one which is actually endurance. They call it self-control but that's kind of a bad English translation. And so some of those things are actually gateways into the other ones. And so you've actually been building something that you didn't even know about on that. The other thing is, it's not about getting to a finish line. And so many times we say, oh, here's the bar, you know, if I could only do this. Instead of looking back and saying, wow, look at how far I've actually come. Because some people might have been given this gift and they've only traveled this far. But they're right here and you're right here, but you've traveled this far. And so you need to celebrate that in yourself that you have come so far from all your DNA and how you got raised and all those type of things. 
And the other thing is, you just need to get comfortable with never being where you want to be in one sense. Because the more you know, the more exponential the line actually goes out farther and farther. And so just learn to get comfortable with that. All right, next thing. I mentioned tongues in an earlier one, and if you don't speak in tongues at this point, don't stress about it. I wanted to just share that it took me when I finally decided I want to speak in another language. I want to speak in tongues. It literally took me six months every day practicing, reading, doing anything I could. And then other people, it just happens. And so it's going to happen different for everybody. I just want to give you some encouragement <laughs> like, hey, we're all on this different path and some things are going to come easy to you and some things are going to be a little bit more difficult and are going to take some patience and endurance. But it all has to do with how you're designed and the gift that you're bringing to the earth on that. One of the things I also mentioned earlier was journaling. And so uh, every week I actually just use my phone and record things, but at least once a week I sit down and journal those things. And especially as you begin to see things and what that allows for is because once you see things in the spirit realm, then you can start writing them down and writing them down actually allows you to re-enter those things. And so I use that as a way because I'll forget and maybe I won't journal for two or three weeks and I'll forget that. And then when I'm journaling, it's like, oh my goodness, wow, that was amazing. And I'll go back into it. And what you're actually doing also is just showing an intention to the spirit world that you are valuing those things that are coming to you. For those of us who've been pursuing signs and wonders and all those things and have in our past, and maybe we still are, there's a difference between the seed and a manifestation. And so much of the time earlier and in our growth process, we're pursuing the manifestation. This is for the more mature in that we're not seeking just a simple manifestation. We're seeking the seed because once we have the seed, we can multiply it. But it's taking the miracle as the seed and nurturing it to become the answer versus having someone else give you the fruit. Because when you have the seed, it then becomes something reproducible. Now for some of you, you're saying you don't see very much. And what you're going to use is the seed. So if you picture a corn seed, and you can say someone can give you the uh, ear of corn and you can eat that, but you can take the seed and what begins to happen is we say at the beginning when we first start seeing or experiencing things, you get excited about the seed. Because what happens with the seed, instead of again someone giving you an ear of corn and you eat it, it's gone. But when the Holy Spirit, through whatever means, gives you the seed, Whoa, look at that. It's huge. It's amazing. Oh my goodness. It's got everything you need. You know why? Because you can take that one seed, plant it, nurture it, 
and what happens? A stock comes up and you get a few ears of corn. Well, let's say you get three. Well, one of those you can eat. The other two, what do you do? Replant those. Okay, we're multiplying here. So all of a sudden those three turn into 400. Well, then you have 400 with three on each of those. And so as you begin, uh, uh, what's the verse? Uh, Zechariah 410, I wrote it down. Don't devalue the day of small beginnings. Because the focus of your energy, that's where the intention flows. And so other things, would, we would call that a chi, prana, or the energy gates or something like that. And that is, get excited about the seed. So the moment you think you see something, even if you're not 100% sure, have some emotion over it. Get excited about it. And you're like, whoa, this is awesome. And what you're doing is you're retraining yourself to, to instead of saying, ooh, I want to see the amazing miracle, I'm seeing the seed. And that's setting the intention that says, here's someone that we can give seeds to because over time, they're going to value those and multiply those. Dealing in the realms with what we're doing in the soon-to-be future is not going to be an extra. It's not going to be a bonus. Woo, I got to see an angel or talk to a man in white. It will be primary and it will be necessary for the times that are coming. How did this teaching come to be? Well, actually, in November, December of 2019, the Lord started speaking to me about doing the meditations and going on the journey. And so I started doing those. I did those until really the start of COVID, which was, I don't know, February, March of, tw of 2020. And then I realized like, oh my goodness, now I know why I'm doing this. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna send these out or I'm gonna do something with those. And that wasn't the case. I spent all year doing more of those, realizing that we need to put some videos and doing this whole series. And it took all of 2020 to actually do those things. And it wasn't so much of me trying to push through it. It was a journey to say, this is yours, Lord. We are partnering in this together. And so now I'm doing these in 2021. It took a whole year of leaving those seeds in the ground when I thought it was time for those and it wasn't for another year that they actually are even coming to fruition. So just a good example of what I just shared earlier. All right, we're now to the meat of the topic and that is the temple. So all of this is really going to be off the top of my head because I'm going to actually close my eyes at points and just visualize myself being there and seeing. And why sometimes am I closing my eyes? Because your eyes are actually the number one thing that, that have all this earthly, and it's not earthly, it's not bad, but this earthly stuff that's going in, I'm taking in, taking in. And so I'll shut those so I can enter into another place another realm and yes i can sometimes see both realms at once but it's much easier to focus when i close my eyes on those things and so remember david built the temple and so i've been to israel and been to the temple mount and touched the wall and all that kind of stuff but 
it wasn't the Lord's idea, it was David's. So most of the stuff you see David talking about, he's actually experiencing in heaven. So if you go back and read the Psalms, you're going to see like, oh my goodness, he spent a ton of time there, which he did. And that's why at the end of his life he says, I want to make a replica. I want to bring your kingdom down here to replicate it. And the Lord's like, huh, okay, good idea. So we learn a lot from, obviously, the Jewish culture through those things, but also uh, my things that, that I've learned up in heaven. So I'm just going to share just a bit of those things. And again, I'm only opening a little gateway for you to experience those. Now, some of these I've spent a lot more time at than others and there's seasons where I'll just go to one single place every single time I'll like skip a couple and go right to this one and so there's no form or function I'm just gonna walk through the temple with you how I do it as a gateway so first off in the temple I know there's the outer courts and all that kind of stuff we're just gonna talk about the main temple part in which the first thing you come to is the altar and that's where they slaughter the lamb and the blood and the fire and all that kind of stuff so remember at this point you're the lamb and so I don't crawl up on the table I actually visualize a big altar and then I just present myself to Jesus and then he places me up on the altar and then the fire is there and I'm just I visualize myself in the fire and the cool thing about the fire to me is at first I was scary but but then I realized like wow it's transformative it's actually changing my DNA in another realm and it's manifesting down here in this realm on that and you can go way deep into this because uh, if you understand a lot of the actual uh, taking apart the lamb how they split it and the organs and all the organs we have and the cleansing and all those type of things uh, there's people who've gone through every single one of their organ with the Lord and again your spirit is gonna lead you and I just most of the time I just stand there and I'm just like thankful that the fire is transforming me second thing as you go from there you go to the wash basin or the laver and this one was for me was a little weird I didn't realize I was experiencing it ahead of time I thought I would go to present and then I would get into the water or I would wash myself when actually I was in the water under the water and it like opened up into this vast area below and so there's some type of washing that has to do with the water and the cleansing and all those type of things and so I'm just gonna let you experience those uh, on that but again each of these things is a gateway into more experiences on that as you go up the stairs into the holy place you step in and over on this side is the menorah in front is the altar of incense and on the right is the table of showbread and so I always start with the table over here and there's 12 loaves of bread and there's the wine and so actually in the next I don't know hopefully couple 
series, I'm gonna spend one whole time just on the table of showbread, just on communion, because it's so important. And so at the table of showbread, I might take all the 12 loaves and put them into my chest. I might drink the wine. The other thing I do is, because Jesus is the bread and the wine, I'll actually just picture Jesus there with me. And I will have him put his wrists on my wrists like this. So he is holding me like this and I'll put my head against his head. And it's like a dialysis machine. I'm exchanging my blood for his as it washes through me and he's taking my blood and washing it and washing it and then he's also as I put my forehead against his it's I'm getting his mind I'm receiving his mind it's transforming my mind he's taking my mind and cleansing it and then also since I'm so close to him I'm breathing him in. I'm taking his air. He is my ruach. He is my breath. And I will just stay this way. And so, again, we're going to go into this in more depth, but I'll actually sit there in the spirit and be taking bread and wine down here in both realms simultaneously. But to be honest, the majority of time now, I just do communion in the spirit. So there we go. So then we go over to the altar of incense. And this is probably the, the one I've had the least experience with. Uh, but I've been there many times and dealt quite a bit with it. The main thing I do there is I take my heart and I place it on there. And it's the altar of incense. It's a sweet smelling incense. And what is incense? It's actually a frequency that resonates through all creation. And so I just place what is precious to me in that moment of myself on that one. The next thing, oh, I just, I get, I'm getting the shakes because I'm so excited, um, is the menorah. And so the menorah, wow, I could go on for a long time. Um, it's the seven spirits of God. And up through the center, it's the oil that never stops flowing. And so there's seven flames that are there, which are the seven colors of the rainbow. So if you look at it, it's like the opposite of the rainbow. And the seven spirits are my counselors in court. And I enter into the, their little, the flames, or the flames come on me. And... I become one with the menorah and we're going to go into the menorah a lot actually hopefully uh, a little bit later but it's an interaction with them on that so I personally have a I bought a little menorah and bought little colored candles and have it in my place of residence uh, because I like to look at it to see visuals of these things and so for everything that I have I go study I go look at pictures I don't have I don't start with a picture 
up here. I start with the imagination and with a picture of something down here. So I do my research. I say, what does a laver look like? How did they use it? I, I don't have to go into super depth. I just do enough so that I can connect here and connect here and then it opens up up here. But I need somewhere to ground first on that. All right. Then we have the veil that was I don't remember how thick it was. It was huge thick, but obviously it's torn, but it's it's still there. So I get to step through it. It's torn and into the Ark of the Covenant. And this one gets Honestly, it took me a long time before I would fearfully tread into the Holy of Holies. Now I love it there and I feel very comfortable there. But everyone's different. If the Lord takes you there right away, then you're following Him. But I, I'm just saying, for me, my go-to is the altar and the communion table. And then the rest of it, uh, my spirit leads me to where I'm supposed to be. And sometimes, if I have a lot of time, I'll go through everything. But most of the time, I'll hit just one or two of them. And if I have hardly any time, that's okay. I, I, I'm engaging with what I am supposed to for the manna for the day. But I almost always start with the altar like, wow, I want to be transformed. And this is where I begin. I want to die to myself on the altar. So, back to the ark. This is, this is the most complex and crazy, I don't even know what words to use of it, but we are a covering cherub. And so, as you learn what's in the ark, what the ark actually is, who the other cherub is, uh, how your wings work, and I'll just, <laughs> I don't want to share too much, oh my goodness, I'm just getting excited inside. <sighs> Think of it this way, we are given the privilege of holy, holy, holy. And, and I take my wings and I look into the ark and I breathe it in. And then you breathe it out into all creation. And what is so amazing that you specifically have things designed for you that Yahweh, creator of the universe, wants to show only you so that as creation looks and is in awe, you're the one that looks in and sees and reveals that to all of creation. And I just breathe in that space. Hmm. 
And one of my heart's desire, again, I've said this, it's a little selfish. There's only so much I can see and experience. And I'm expecting you to engage with all these things because you're actually changing the frequency of all the cosmos as you begin to engage in those things. And you know what? That helps me to engage in more. And it helps those that I love to easily engage in those things. Oh, I, I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about it. So what I'm trying to tell you is that there's things that Yahweh only has specifically for you and I yearn for you to see those things. And when I breathe them out, it doesn't mean I'm ever actually going to share them verbally. Mm -mm. I only share what I'm supposed to be sharing. 99% of it I keep private, but the frequency goes through all of creation. Oh my goodness, that was good. I could keep going, but I think that's everything for now. Hmm. Hmm. So right now, I just bless you as a high priest and say you are worthy to be in the temple. You are worthy to engage in all of these things. You are worthy to sit at the seat in Jesus, to sit at the right hand of, of the Father. You are worthy. Hmm. Shalom and peace, my friends.